Welcome all you Plus 2 Comedy Modifiers to another episode of the Plus 2 Comedy Podcast. I'm your host as always, TV Snow Hulahan. Before we get to our fantastic episode with Charles Chester, I gotta tell you about some upcoming shows. Tonight, that is June 8th at 10pm at Helium Comedy Club, I will be competing in Philly's Funniest. Please come out and give me some love. You get buy one, get one free tickets when you say my name. So if you can make it to this very inconveniently timed show, come see me at Helium Comedy Club tonight, June 8th. Can't make it to that? Then I want you to go to Atlantic City. Go to the Atlantic City Convention Center and come see us at Anime Next. We'll be going beyond the tentacle on June 11th at 10.15 a.m. So stay up late with us and then come back the next day, that's June 12th, for an episode of this very podcast at 10.30. That's Anime Next at the Atlantic City Convention Center. Can't make it to those? Then come see us at the Too Many Games Expo. The Too Many Games Expo is in Oaks, PA, at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center. We will be gaming the gamer and doing a little bit of cosplay pro wrestling. So come see us at Too Many Games, June 24th through the 26th. Still can't make it to those. Jeez, well then please come see us at Dexcon. Dexcon runs June 29th all the way to July 3rd in Morristown, New Jersey. We will be gaming the gamer. We will be doing stand-up. We will be doing a bunch of silly, silly things. So please come see us at Dexcon. If you can't make it to Dexcon, then please come see me at New Jersey GamerCon. New Jersey GamerCon will feature Game the Gamer. It will feature some stand-up comedy and a bunch of other fantastic things because I am the head of programming for New Jersey GamerCon. So this is a TV's Noah guarantee that it's going to be a good time. Come compete in the Street Fighter Tournament. Compete in the Smash Brothers Tournament and see a lot of great acts at New Jersey GamerCon at the LaQuesta Inns and Suites in Runnymede, New Jersey, July 23rd and 24th. Can't make it to those? Well then, just come see us at Otacon in Baltimore, Maryland, August 12th through the 14th. We'll be funny there and we will be debuting our brand new Beyond the Tentacle. And finally, this episode of the Plus Two Comedy Podcast is brought to you by ASEA. Hi, everybody. My name is Mike Mallory, and I have to tell you about this amazing company I've been working with called ASEA. ASEA is a cellular health company that provides high-quality skincare and health supplement products that are created using their patent-protected biotechnology. This proven biotechnology is taking the world by storm as people from all walks of life are seeing incredible results. For example, ASEA has a supplement that is giving people amazing results after only drinking 2-4 to ounces a day. People are seeing an increase in energy, improved sleep quality, a faster recovery after workouts, better endurance when exercising, you name it. Many people are saying that even some of their most stubborn chronic conditions are improving after consistently drinking this supplement. ASEA also has a skincare system called Renew Advanced. After using this system, people are quickly seeing dramatic improvements in wrinkle depth, skin smoothness, skin discolorations, the appearance of cellulite, and even blood flow in the skin. This biotechnology is truly a scientific breakthrough. Now here's the best part. With every great breakthrough comes great opportunity. ASEA has chosen network marketing as its method of distribution. That means there's an excellent financial opportunity of which anyone could take advantage. I'm 31 years old, and as soon as I saw the power of the products, I couldn't let the financial opportunity pass me by. There is no other company out there that has this biotechnology, which makes this opportunity incredibly unique. 
I now work as an independent distributor for this amazing company, which has given me the opportunity to be my own boss, create an income without limits, and most importantly, allows me to work from home and spend more time with my wife and two little girls. So if you want to try these products, or if you're like me and you feel like you could accomplish more personally, professionally, or financially, then I encourage you to give a CEO a look. It might just change your life. Head to my website for more information. It's mikemallory.teamacea.com. That's Mike Mallory, M-I-K-E-M-A-L-L-O-R-Y dot Temasea, T-E-A-M-A-S-E-A dot com. And now, without any further ado, take it away, Kirby Crackle. Who's ready for a podcast? <laughs> Lower energy than usual, but I'll forgive you guys. Who's here to do other things and is currently being annoyed by a podcast? Wow. Dude, not even annoyed this week. <laughs> Interesting energy this week. And oh, we're too quiet. We could turn up a smidge. Hey, yeah. hey, thank you for being so understanding, Armada Group. How are you guys doing? Still quiet. <laughs> you guys are still being quiet. But this is the Plus Two Comedy Podcast, coming to you live from Nerdvana, that's 3003 English Creek Avenue in Egg Harbor Township, New Jersey. I'm your host, as always, TV's Noah Houlihan, and I am joined by the Silver Surfer to my Galactus, Mr. Will Liam. How you doing, Will? I don't, I don't get it. You're um, my Herald. You're Herald? Yes. But you announced me. What? That makes me Galactus. <laughs> I thought that would turn into a fat joke, but oh well. Alright, sure, you be Galactus. <laughs> yes. Eat that planet. No. <laughs> Our guest this week is the author of the comic series Boy Zero. Give it up for Charles Chester. What's going on, guys? Happy to be here. There it is. There's the love. I needed a little love. Charles, thanks for driving through all that traffic to get here. Yeah, no, my pleasure, man. So, uh, we like to start with an icebreaker question. Uh, this comes from uh, a previous guest, and this comes from a very understanding Armada group uh, who brought... It was supposed to be like a discussion question, but they yeah. put in a trivia question. So it's a trivia question. No, it's official. Yes. You got a little index card and everything. Yeah, right? yeah it's yeah. very official. It's nice. <laughs> uh, how did they determine to burn witches in Monty Python and the Holy Grail? Oh, they're like quizzing you. Yeah, they quizzed you. I don't know why they decided to do that. <laughs> right, right. Uh, so no pressure. Um, can you repeat the question one more time, uh, please? How did they determine... Whether or not to burn that someone is a witch and burn them in Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Uh, was it if they float? Yes. Is that yeah. Essentially. The, the, yeah. uh, they, they use the, uh, the transitive property that if they weigh the same as a duck, then they must float. Yeah. Thus, thus must be a witch. Well, they, because wood floats and witches burn and so does wood. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, yes. I'm sorry. I left parts of the. We all got a step. We all so, got a step. So. <laughs> So is that a pa- F plus? I, oh, that's definitely F plus. Are there F pluses? Yeah. That's got, an I've insulting got, I've got one or two of those. Yeah, yeah. You failed, but you with enthusiasm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Smiley face. F plus. Uh, so you're the author of Boy Zero. Yes. Which is on its seventh volume. Um, it is uh, seven chapters. We released them in seven issues. Okay. Uh, full collection is two volumes. Okay. Okay. Um. So, 
so yeah, two two full volumes, and it's uh, a complete complete series at this point. Okay, so it's it is it's done. It's uh it's good to go. Excellent. Yeah. So what is Boy Zero about? So Boy Zero is about a it's a murder mystery. Like old school Agatha Christie, if Agatha Christie was hanging out with Stephen King too much, sort of, you know what I mean? Like it gets it gets like a little supernatural creepy at points. But the the whole idea of it is that a uh, small town outside of a mega mega city, and uh, the small town is suffering from uh, a plague of children murders. Um, so so it's a ro- it's a romantic comedy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. beautiful. Uh, yeah. So essentially, the uh, these kids are getting killed. They call in some detectives from the uh, the city because you know small time police are not cutting it. And at this point, these detectives come in and they have no idea what's happening. It is freaking them out as well. So um, the kids start to band together to try to uh, protect one another. And okay. uh, along the way, they suspect that there's something living in the town that's picking them off. Um, so as it goes on, the parents are all like, you know, uh, no, there's, you know, rational explanation to this. Don't freak out. Your kids have an over-imagination. Yes. And it's always s- important that adults are stupid. Right. <laughs> Precisely. Yeah. And I build that up pretty well. Make these, these <laughs> adults real stupid. Don't worry, honey. It's a human <laughs> hunting you down one by one. Not a monster. <laughs> not a monster. Well, a metaphorical monster. Not a uh, I hope that comforts you while he skins you. <laughs> yeah, sweet dreams. Um, so, uh, as it's going on, like, I, I really wanted to go for, like, the thing that creeps me out most, like, when I was a kid, or, like, you know, like, true horror for me is that when the, the stable ones, the, the, the ones in our lives that are pillars of, like, strength, when they buckle and okay. they start to freak out, that's horror to me. You know, yeah. like, you know, like the ones, like in every movie, every good horror film, you know, that moment when like, uh, the main character or whatnot is like, shit's going down now. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and that's when it turns. So these kids, uh, are, you know, they're comforted by the parents, but when the parents start to say, all right, you guys have to stay close to me at all points. Like, you can't sleep in the room by yourself. You're with me. When that happens and the kids really start to freak out, that's when the horror really comes in because now we lend ourselves the idea that perhaps something supernatural mm-hmm. is going on in the town. Okay. So uh, that's the gist without any spoilers. All right, <laughs> I think, that's I think, good. Uh, that, was, yeah. that was a great summary. Right. I'm excited for it. Uh, Thanks, can, man. Can you explain the title or is that a, a big... Yeah, so um, uh, new family moves into the small town, the Marshalls, and uh, so the kids think the Marshalls brought the boogeyman with them because... The killings kind of happen a little bit too close to the point that they mm-hmm. get into town. Uh, now, I was a huge Smashing Pumpkins fan when I was a kid. Okay. Like, obsessively. I yeah. had a problem. Billy Corgan? Yeah, I had a major problem. Um, so, the uh, the boy in the family, the little kid, Christian, wears a Zero t-shirt. <laughs> all day, every day. Like all kids, you know, favorite okay. t-shirt, mm-hmm. wears it until oh, it yeah. stinks. You know? I was the same way. <laughs> so, uh, so, he's got this t-shirt. So, the kid's... Uh, start nicknaming him Boy Zero, essentially, because they don't know his name. Mm-hmm. Okay. They think Boy Zero brought the boogeyman with him. Okay. Um, and he, Christian, ends up becoming the main character, like the hub of the story. Right. Um, and as it goes, we do this countdown clock, and we're counting down to the zero moment where everything's revealed, that Shyamalan twist moment. Mm-hmm. 
So it kind of plays. Is into that what theater. it says on the clock? Because that's not going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we only have ten minutes before the Shyamalan twist. <laughs> Prepare, I, uh, kids, sleep in my room. <laughs> I, I felt like there was a missed opportunity with this. I should have gone that route, actually. Uh, that would yeah. be great to market. That would be a great, like, toy tie-in. Shyamalan there's, clocks. There's no way, better way to stroke Shyamalan's ego than to, to do <laughs> stuff like that, right? <laughs> That's really cool. And uh, Thanks, now, man. is this your first book? Uh, this is the first, yeah. Um, I w- basically, oh, God, I don't even want to admit this. About 10 years ago, I um, I started the book as uh, a master's degree thesis. And uh, I was working with an artist. Um, we ended up uh, uh, parting ways. Lives took us in different directions. I started it over with uh, Shiloh Penfield, um, and her and I worked on it for nearly eight years um, until finally uh, finished the damn thing, sent it out to publishers, and then Caliber Comics picked it up um, within a couple weeks of sending it out, which uh, was okay, that part's awesome. crazy to me. <laughs> you got picked up immediately by a, a, a comic producer? Um, yeah, well, okay. I'm not going to make it sound too glamorous. I sent it out to like, I don't know, there was like 15 publishers, you know, okay. all, all the dream yeah. publishers. Marvel you know. and DC got a copy. Yeah, 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 yeah. So here's the thing, though. Like, whenever you send out something uh, as a someone that's never been published, right, you send it out, you follow the submission guidelines, you send it out in a package. Uh, they're kind enough, I'm using air quotes, to say, um, send us a self-addressed stamp envelope so that when we... Uh, say we hate this thing. At least we could send it back to you, and you didn't waste your money. We know you only have yeah. three of them. <laughs> yeah, because Kinko's is damn expensive yeah. for a three hundred page book, you know. Yeah. So, um, so I sent it out to like you know fifteen of these guys. To this day, about a year later, I never got those those things that back sent to me. So, what does this like mean? Another idiot sent us more free stamps. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. <laughs> those bastards. Woo. So, uh. What does this mean, really? Now, I talked to uh, Gary Reed over at Caliber. You know, he's got some insight. He's been doing this for a long time. And he basically says, uh, that means that they're still on the shelf. They've never been open. They don't, if you're not published, no one's reading. It's a luck of the draw. So, like, you know, for every 15 that you send out, maybe one or two get mm-hmm. opened up. Um, I was very lucky that Gary was in a good mood that day and ended up, maybe it just, maybe I packaged it wrong and it fell out as he picked it up, you know? <laughs> yeah. But uh, by know. law, I have to read it now. <laughs> <laughs> so. well, I also kind of like the idea that it's sitting on a shelf somewhere, and like in a year, Stan Lee is going to open it up and be like, Boy Zero, this could have been us? Oh. <laughs> All this time wasted. Um, it's yeah. now a major motion picture. And meanwhile, I had a cameo. I'm eating ramen noodles for a year, <laughs> waiting, waiting on him to give me a call. Um, <laughs> so, so, yeah, that, uh, yeah it, it happened pretty quickly with Caliber. Um, and those guys, uh, are you familiar with any of the properties they've been? Uh... Not super familiar. That's a, that's a polite way of saying no. <laughs> Name stuff. So, so Caliber had a huge run in like the eighties and nineties. Huge. Okay. You know, they were killing it for a long time. Um, they were responsible. They brought the crow to the uh, to the market. Okay. No. All right. You know, crow. All right. There we go. All Was right. The crow a comic first. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Oh yeah, man. Said it. Shut Caliber up. You didn't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You knew. You're right. So I'd actually. Uh, <laughs> so Caliber Comics uh, had an anthology series. So James O'Barr uh, basically released The Crow in sections. And um, during that time, I don't think it even got its full release through Caliber when Caliber um, dissolved itself. I, I don't know the you know the backstory of what happened at that point. Right. Uh, someone else picked it up, The Crow, and then it just flew. Uh, 
But um, Caliber also has like a, a long running series called um, um, Dead World, which is mm-hmm. okay, which is pretty huge. They just started a line of uh, Dead World soda and, I, and soda and, and potato chips. I yeah. agree to that. But does that have anything to do with the Dead World role playing setting? I believe so. Okay, and I'm very so. familiar with it. <laughs> yeah. Familiar with it. I believe so. Um, so yeah, I'm so they, assuming there will then soon be a zero calorie boy zero soda. Oh. Uh, negotiations are happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I understand if you can't talk about it. Uh, so um, so yeah, they were they were they were killing it for a while. Anyway, fa- flash forward to about two years ago, Gary um picks the company back up again, and he's like, uh, you know, we're gonna make another go with this thing. And they've been gobbling up properties and uh, re-releasing some of their old stuff, and um. It's been going real well. Like, uh, I would imagine, and, you know, this is me trying not to be biased, but I would imagine Caliber is going to have a presence in a lot of comic book stores in the next year or so. Excellent. I will say I did not see them at Wizard World, but maybe um, next year. Yeah, no, they they weren't there this year. He's based out of Michigan, so the whole company's out of Michigan. But they that's they a are hike. gonna <laughs> that's a hike to fill yeah it. yeah. So so they kill it all over in that region. They go to all those cons, and I think they're gonna have a little bit of a presence at San Diego this year. Oh wow! Yes. Yeah, so they're they're the, the ball's biggest. rolling. Yeah. <laughs> so I I'm first off I'm totally blown away that this w- this started as a a master's thesis. You said yeah, and it's. It's now picked up by something. So this was like your first project. It it was and is. Uh, so wow. so yeah. It started out as a. Uh, I was getting my uh, my master's in uh, film, so it started out as a sixty page film script. Uh, I didn't know anything about converting to graphic novels script and right. whatnot. So every illustrator I brought it to uh, was mortified. Okay. <laughs> by the script. All I, all I added <laughs> was in brackets, draw this. Yeah. <laughs> Make it look good. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so essentially, uh, I I had to teach myself to um, convert. And uh, at that time, it was tough to find graphic novel scripts. You know, like it, that stuff is wasn't like widely available, like um, to the public. You know, like Alan Moore wasn't releasing his scripts. You know, like yeah. uh, Frank Miller. It just wasn't a market for it. People yeah, there, there's not too many it. like classes on how to write for graphic novels. No, and in fact, to this day, like you know, like. Final draft and like all these script writing softwares for film and whatnot. There isn't one that is considered the standard for graphic novels to oh. this point. So everyone's got their own style, you know. Okay. So um, uh, I got my hands on a few and I, and I ta- taught myself. And then over time, I I hired Shiloh. We got started. We got a handful of pages done. And then I I uh, said Shiloh, uh, take a pause for a moment on this thing. I gotta uh, fix this a bit. I gotta. These arcs are not working. I, I learned a little bit more about storytelling. I'm like, let me make this breathe a little bit. I don't want it to be about plot. I want it to be about characters. Mm-hmm. So characters need time. Okay. To get you, you know. So I went back to <laughs> poor Shiloh. I went back to Shiloh like a, a month and a half later with a 240 page graphic <laughs> novel script, and I'm like, all right, we can start again. <laughs> all right. I got our start over point yeah. here. <laughs> She's like, it was 60 pages like a month ago. What the hell happened? So, That's yeah. awesome, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, it's been cool, man. And she has the patience of a saint. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I've been very lucky to to be working with her. So why did you decide to go the graphic novel route and not say a film? Well, um, all right. I grew up on uh, Long Island, Strong right. Island. In case you've you've never heard, uh, yeah, heard about us. Um, so uh, Long Island 
lot of money coming through that place. Right? Gotcha. So we were uh, blue collar at best. Um, our family, you know, starter home. Uh, you know, working multiple jobs just to make ends meet. So um, I went to film school on Long Island, and I'm seeing these these kids come in and they're making these amazing short films. Okay. You know, and I'm like, how the hell are you guys doing this? You know, and uh, you know, it ends up that uh, mommy and daddy. We're flipping the bill on a lot of these flicks, you know? Yeah, it's a lot easier when that's happening. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So so I'm struggling. I'm trying to make, you know, uh, make something uh, of relevance. And um, I figured out that my strong suit was writing. So I ended up becoming the script guy in the department. Okay. So I was able to not have to make films and dump my own personal money or family's money into films by just having these guys come to me. I'd write their scripts, and then it would go out from there. So it, it worked out. It was awesome, you know. So, um, you know, from there, I, you know, I made a conscious decision. I'm like, the struggle is real trying to make a yeah. short mm-hmm. film, you know, to make it, um, you know, hold its own and actually uh, look good. You need a yeah. little money, I, you know. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. if you get get a really good idea, like Paranormal Activity or Blair Witch, more power to you. I just don't think like that, you know. Like, you know, my, I, I like buildings exploding like i like to yeah. have a little bit of a freedom with my story they needed money to succeed too because their their genius was in their advertising oh yeah, yeah. their marketing and campaigns also that's brilliant. where their budget went yeah. right absolutely yeah because there's probably hundreds of thousands of blair witch movies sitting yeah. on like you know someone's shelf on vhs tape right now but yeah they never got that break you not only have to have talent in the film industry but you have to hit the goddamn lottery mm-hmm. you know yeah. as well you know so um the reason i really wanted to get into uh the comic uh, scene was not I loved it you know since I was a little kid but um I had no restrictions I had no budget except for the page budget mm-hmm. I mean I can make you know uh, a mountain fall on top of you know um, uh, an entire neighborhood you know like I could do yeah, anything that's more expensive to film right I imagine. you know it's it's not also easy spoilers, to pull off on. with <laughs> with the beta version of After Effects it's not gonna look good you know so. So, uh, I basically, um, I went that route because it, it was, um, no holds bar. I could just tell the story I wanted to tell. So, um, I fell in love with it because dirt, I was also making short films or trying to at the time. And the frustration on set, I didn't have mm-hmm. when I was making comic books. Yeah. So I just started leaning in that direction. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You had no actors arguing with you about your character. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> have you ever worked with actors? As one, yeah. <laughs> I know we're the worst. I uh, I have some stories about that, man. Yeah, we we uh we had some battles on set, uh, me and a couple guys. Um, but uh, uh yeah. So I mean, I I I went this direction, and um, uh, I'm blessed enough to say that I uh the next book that I have on deck, um, Caliber is going to put out as well. You know, oh. so. So I'm just going to keep going this route, man. It's much more rewarding for me at this point until Hollywood comes calling and say, hey, here's a couple million dollars. Make something. You know, yeah. I'm not. It's just not for me at this point. Can you, can you give us any details on what's coming down the pipeline? Child oh. one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, man two. Ah. Man two. <laughs> uh, it's more commercial to jump in. <laughs> so, yeah, that sounds like a uh, like a dirty film a little bit. You know? um, so... Uh, the next one we got coming out is a straight up horror. Uh, this okay. one, uh, Boy Zero is in the vein of Agatha Christie, Stephen King, you know, like, um, a noir, like, you know, detective story. The, uh, the next one we got coming out is like old school 70s exploitation, mm-hmm. Hills Have Eyes, Dirt McGirt, gotcha. horror, you know? Right. So, uh, it's called, um, Filthy Godless Heathens. 
is the name okay. of it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and, it tells you a lot. Yeah. There's yeah. no way that's not a band. Really, I, I am happy to say that at this point, you look into it. I have. I, this is my title. So yeah. I'm, I'm, so you could start you, the band. Yeah. <laughs> you only have a great follow-up. I feel like the the licensing and and. Uh, uh, t-shirt sales alone mm-hmm. could be huge on this thing. People wouldn't even, they'd just go on Hot Topic and be like, oh, yeah, Right, heard, exactly. Yeah, I can't wait to be able to sell out and do Hot Topic. <laughs> That's going to be the highlight of my career. Um, so. Bigger than Jack Skellington. You're going to have a hard time selling the shirt from Smashing Bumpkin, though. Uh, yeah, I, I thought about that. And I'm like, we can't make figures and, and, and whatnot. I'm like, shit. <laughs> I hope Billy Corgan's not listening to this right now. Oh, um, he's a big fan. Oh, he's a huge fan, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so Filthy Gallus Heathens is, um, uh, have you guys ever heard of Western Revival Towns? Like, uh, I have a guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I also am going to use context clues. <laughs> uh, so, when I was a kid. It's a church thing, right? It's it, <laughs> when I was a kid, there was this place called Carson City, and it was up near the Catskills. And uh, you know, it was cheap; it was an easy like two day vacation for my family. So uh, it was badass. Like you would go, and it's this small town. Think of like the set of like an old school Clint Eastwood flick, like an, okay. like you know, like the the wood storefronts, spaghetti it, western. Yeah, just... it just says saloon on it. <laughs> yeah. They never even thought about marketing as like you know another type. It's just saloon. Yeah, or like sheriff. You know, like it's all, <laughs> and these things are like crudely. This painted. is the worst saloon. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so uh, you would go there, and uh, you park your car, and then you walk into the town, and every day at like uh, high noon, there would be a gun battle. Okay. So like the sheriff would come out with his boots clinking. And Black Bart and his posse would stumble out of the saloon all drunk. And uh, they'd, they'd shoot it out. There'd be some, you know, witty dialogue. Okay, so important disclaimer. This is like a renaissance fair. It, it is a western, a western yeah. renaissance fair. My guess fair. was way like... wrong, but now I know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, so it was awesome. And uh, I found out recently it shut down, which is a shame. But um, you would go through, you know, the town and, like, it was all western themed. So you can go and, like... Uh, Go to the arcade, all Western style, or like um, a lot of arcades in the. Old West. <laughs> they took the some liberties. Played a lot of frogs. They took away. Had a cowboy hat. <laughs> uh, and then there was. Um, Could you take some land from some native uh, people? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you had you barter with blankets. That was the, that was the big. That was the way you paid to get through the town. Um, oh, that's offensive. I'm sorry. It was uh, a so, little. <laughs> I started it. It's yeah, my yeah, fault. It's fault. <laughs> so, uh, so you go through. And it was a blast. Like, for a kid, like, you jump on the train and, you know, like, during the day it would take you around and whatnot. Long story short, so, uh, Filthy Godless Heathens is, um, uh, it takes place in one of those towns in Texas. Um, you get, you know, chartered in in a bus and, like, uh, you have a, a day with all these, you know, um, you know, fun Western theme, uh, uh, tourist trappy sort of things. So, uh, in the beginning of the story, all of a sudden, someone falls into, like, a burial pit. You know, and yep. uh, they they're screaming that they you know they're bleeding. They got scratched on one of these, these skeletons down there. It looks mm-hmm. a little off. Looks like it's got like it's morphed as if like it's got like demon properties to it, like long fangs and talons for fingers. Now we cut like to three days later, and um, a couple of characters come into town. One's looking for his girlfriend. Uh, another one's like on the run from the law. And when they get there, the town's abandoned. There's no okay. one there. So the whole idea is that we're discovering what happened in those three days. 
and essentially it's a survival thing overnight. Um, the the fun part about it is that of the few characters that come into town, the Circus Olay happened to roll into town. So I <laughs> I throw all these ridiculous characters into this awful situation. Uh, so I'm looking for my girlfriend. I'm on the run from the law. I need someone to open my jar of dreams. <laughs> I just want to express myself. <laughs> I assume they're all French. Yeah, and, and they're all like wearing makeup and just sweating it off and whatnot because it's terrible. Like, why did they they come like this? Why you know? would they put their makeup on? Yeah, no. Where are they going to pageantry? It's always, on. it's always pageantry. You never always know. Always in character. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that's the basic premise. The um, the pitch that I had to like Caliber and whatnot is like, what if we did a, a ridiculous horror movie like this? Horror story, but we went a little bit deeper with it. Now, uh, one of the survivors in the town is this professor uh, from UCLA, and he has a theory about the hero's journey. Are you guys familiar with the hero's journey? Yes. Yeah, the basic idea. With Western literature? Yes, yeah. I've heard. <laughs> so, so... The plot structure? <laughs> I, I'm sorry if I insulted you. <laughs> the blankets was one thing. <laughs> uh, shit went wrong. Um, so, uh, the basic idea... Is that uh, he says art imi- imitates life, life imitates art. That whole like you know uh, uh, battle. Uh, he says that the hero's journey is essentially the law of nature. Same idea as gravity, or you know um, Higgs, Higgs boson, Higgs boson like particle, like the God particle, like all these things. Like it's physics. Like there's something to it. We borrowed it. Uh, from uh, nature, cavemen when they started doing drawings and whatnot. Like uh, we took this idea and uh, ran with it. But there's, um, there's almost magic to it because we don't understand it. So, like, me driving here today was a hero's journey, is what this guy's proposing. <laughs> it's a lame one, but, you know, there, it's know. A, you know, you, uh, uh, you know, buying coffee, that's a, a microcosm mini, uh, hero's journey. All of World War II is a huge hero's journey. hero's journey. We don't know who the hero was. We know who the villain was. Okay. You know what I mean? I know. We won. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but imagine like that. W- there was one person that we were supposed to follow, the Steve Rogers, if you will, but we never figured okay. out who he was. Now, right. that was his hero's journey. Patton. You know? So, it could be. I, Maybe. I, don't know. I find it very upsetting to have this huge war and then just be like, just so you know. Most of you are supporting cast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sucks for everybody on the beaches, huh? This is one story that we all have that, to be involved in. That was in. today. <laughs> How dare you? We all have to go to war because Greg needs to learn a lesson by the end of this. <laughs> he had a bad relationship with his father. <laughs> Start the hero's oh, journey. I know what you're saying. That's kind of depressing. Um, <laughs> so, so, uh... So he says, basically, this professor... Thank you for your service. <laughs> he proposes that if this is happening, he's writing a book about it, that um, if you figure out who the protagonist is, who the antagonist is, and you, and you play this game accordingly, we can survive the night. So they make a game out of it and try to figure out who the hero is according to the hero's journey. It's like this meta sort of conversation. Oh, I that dig they have. this. And um, as the story's going on, People start to believe because the signs are like right in their faces. But the Shyamalan twist, uh, what if they get it wrong and they're following the wrong guy? What would happen? Yeah. yeah. If, if they were just the 
the supporting character who dies in night one. Right. Um, exactly. So if, if they're uh if What if they were a broody antihero? There are rules about that too. <laughs> I lay it all out. Oh, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so so we're two chapters deep of that of a twelve uh chapter story. Um it should be coming out I'd say in about um it'll have a digital run first, probably in about th- two to three months. Oh wow. Yeah. Blasting yeah. this out. Yeah, we're uh we're we've been keeping busy. Yeah. yeah. So um yeah, it's been a, it's been a blast. I'm having a lot of fun with this one. That sounds awesome. Boy Zero was a depressing nine years. <laughs> it's a heavy story. This one's gonna be a little bit more fun. A little more fun. Yeah. And where are all these things available? Boy Zero is now available on Amazon.com in trade. Um, you can also hit it up on pretty much any uh, digital download site like Kindle, um, iTunes, um, uh, Comixology's got it. Uh, you can download each issue individually if you want uh, digitally. Um, and we're in negotiations about getting it through um, uh, brick and mortar right okay. now. So hopefully it'll get a run in brick and mortar. Yeah. Yeah. I want to talk to the guy in the front of the store after this podcast. He might be having to look you up. <laughs> Seems like a nice dude. I might just yeah, do that. He's a good dude. Yeah. Uh, now, we also like to geek out on this show, and we do it with the segment we like to call What You Watch and What You Read and What You Playing. So okay. we're talking about what we're watching, what we're reading, and what we're playing. All and right. since you're new to the group, what have you been watching? Um, okay, so the last flick I saw was Civil War. All right. I feel like I had to uh, you know, get that under my belt. I'm not a good nerd unless uh, you know, I... Uh, uh, keep up on DC and Marvel films. Um, what do you think? It was what um, Batman vs Superman should have been. Absolutely. You know, it uh, it fixed it, it. The motivations were on point. It was solid. Like you know, like the the whole idea of uh, Steve Steve Rogers, right? Um, mm-hmm. uh, being a man out of time, being like the sub the the, the theme of that, I thought was brilliant. Yeah. The fact that they waited to kill Carter. Until this movie, just to drive that home that this guy's alone. Yeah. Really uh, nailed that whole um, uh, plot line. Of <laughs> That's like a mini spoiler. She was old. She was like 90. All right. right? So again, yeah. 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 only go on so long. <laughs> What's the statute of limitations on spoilers, by the way? Do we, uh, uh, I have not seen the movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't had a chance. You're in a comic book store. You I know. Seen I'm it? Not it was in my it. bit that I did at Wizard World. Did you not watch my set? No, I didn't pay attention. <laughs> I think I know most of what happens in that movie now. You ruined all of Batman vs. Superman for me. Were you weren't going to see it, were you? Yeah, of course uh, I was going to see it. It's my job, too. I liked Batman vs. Superman. Did you? I, I didn't think it was the best. I... I call it a rough cut of a movie but i thought it was pretty good i thought it was entertaining just, just um yeah, not the best movie right a visual okay i'll say this about zack snyder zack snyder um is a visual genius see i didn't like that's the problem with the movie is like the snyder is there's so many weird you saw right oh yeah, yeah like the weird just him bruce floating and the weird like oh those walls are bleeding Right, 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 right. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of dream sequences. There was about sequences. an hour of those. Yeah, yeah. like, uh, that's the first thing you learn in storytelling. Don't piss your audience off with a dream sequence. That's <laughs> the, not the, actually happening. Yeah. The second thing they taught, and the Greeks knew this, you don't need to explain Batman's backstory. We all know it. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. yeah. Vespa said that yep. when he stepped out of the chorus. Yeah, he, <laughs> he, he came out of Delphi and was like, we get it. His parents are dead. <laughs> Um, Good pulls, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like the flick was like beautiful in many ways, and that's weird to say about such a dark flick. But you know, but the 
the motivations, I'm all about motivations, man. Like character yeah. motivations and like, you know, decisions, like plot decisions and like Lex Luthor's decisions and like what was going on there was, was I didn't pretty get rough. his end game. I liked it up until the very crappy end, but I don't want to. On the, on the, uh, the helicopter pad? Like that? No, whole... I liked him, but then like his. Doom, Doomsday's in the movie. I don't. We all saw it on the internet. Yeah. He, why? What was like? I'll unleash this unstoppable monster. Right. What? Are, what are we gonna do to stop it? Well, there's Superman. Oh no! Right. I killed him. Uh. Uh-oh. Right. Right. Whoops. <laughs> I'll befriend him probably. <laughs> I. You know. I imagine that. Like. Uh, he's well, part me. Based on like Snyder's uh, patterns right now, like he's got enough body of work that you can actually see. You know. Um. Uh, his style, you know, I don't want to call him an auteur, but like, you know, like he's got he's got his specific style. It's almost like he goes for the visual more than anything else. I, I yeah. imagine them in the room and they're like, "Oh, look at this panel from this comic book. We got to get to this point. How do we get to this point in the story? Let's piece something together to get to this visual." You know, and sometimes it works, yeah. but yeah. you need a really good writer to do it. Not, I'm not sure he had him. Yeah, I agree. It, it felt unfinished, but I really right. liked. I didn't hate it like everybody did. Um. Yeah, I my expectations were so low that I I, I walked, and that's a funny thing. That's like a weird phenomenon when your expectations are low, it changes yeah. your view on a on a flip. Turns, you, you yeah, be surprised. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like, I walked out and I went to. Do you guys have movie taverns out here? I'm movie, sorry. What? A movie tavern? Have you ever? No. Do you have unfortunately, them I really want to go to one. Pretty badass, man. Yeah. So we, I, me and my buddy, started at a movie tavern. Um, and I watched it with like um. The game day platter of just you know wings and fries, like See, you that know. Sounds so like great. it was a pretty cool experience. So I, yeah. you know I had a good time. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, I I don't want to I don't I don't want to spoil like but like the, t- I, we do stand up. I, one of I spoil the whole movie. No one's has ever cared in the audience. They're like, go ahead. All right, I'll I'll say I'll just say one thing, which is a mini spoiler. So the title, Batman versus Super V Superman, not even but the title. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Spoilers! Holy shit! Uh, so, Batman Stop v cursing. Superman colon yeah. um, Dawn of Justice. You know what the movie is? It's it's this fight, and then they're going to be friends, and they're going to come together, right? I yes, mean, they, they, Batman they opens up a file he stole from Lex Luthor that is the trailers for the yeah. upcoming DC movie. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You could see that so... the studios came in and be like, "We need you to pepper this, 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 and <laughs> yeah. this." And um, so. You need me to put Booster Gold in? No. Why would we know what Aquaman's symbol is? I don't know. <laughs> but that's going to be the, the desktop icon for his trailer. So the the main thing is, like, you know, in the title, you know essentially the whole plot structure, but the colon is the thing that's going to connect the fight to them getting together. What is the colon? And in this movie, it just the colon is the fact that their mothers have the same name. Yeah. That's what I'm my like, bit's about. On. No, that's the best part. <laughs> yeah. That's the crap that came out of the colon. Yeah, but that's exactly, that's my point, <laughs> precisely. <laughs> I thought it was the best part of that movie. Because I did not know that uh, they your mom had the same name. So I, 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 I like oh Ben God. Affleck, was like, what? Oh, no way! Can you imagine the writer's room when they come up with that? They're like, oh my God, their names are the same? We have to use this. <laughs> <laughs> just holding up two combo. What? <laughs> Gary, are you seeing this? Oh my god! How much did that movie cost? Like, like hundreds of millions of dollars for Martha. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Essentially, that's you know that was their angle. How else were you gonna have them stop fighting though? <laughs> I thought they could have done something. I don't know. Nah, same mom. Same mom. <laughs> Yo, Martha Wayne or not? Martha Wayne's dead. The other one. Martha Kent should have came out, just grabbed both their ears, and har- yeah, harangued them. 
Settle. <laughs> um, look, look at Batman's face. How do you think he feels right now? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so, did both of you guys see Civil War or no? I haven't. I, I've seen Civil War. What do you do well, with your time, not. man? I nah. what's going on. Can't. How are you spending your time nowadays? We're not supposed to be dirty on the air. <laughs> <laughs> well, my thing. I like that you said that you like the characters because they all had great motivations yeah. and. Cap's motivation is that he cares so much for Bucky, he has to do everything. Sure. Uh, <laughs> Robert Downey Jr., Iron Man. Yeah, that's his name. Iron Man is that he, you know, he wants everyone to be safe and he knows that the power that everybody has, so they have to go to war. Right. Ant Man is so yes. flattered yes. that he just has to help out. Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> that is his entire motivation. Yeah. It's like, oh, Captain America. Oh, my God. I will totally yeah, punch Tony Stark for you. I live in the country named after you. <laughs> the uh, the excitement in his voice the whole time is just it, contagious. And those whole bits about him when he turns, uh, when he goes giant. Yes. The, the build up to that is like, you know, I did this once in the lab and I passed out. Yeah. And then, boom, he goes yeah. into it. And then Stark starts screaming, like, does anybody else have any amazing <laughs> abilities they want to tell me about yeah, right they've now? They've been hiding up until this point. <laughs> I love this. It's so good. Yeah, it, it is fantastic. What else can we spoil for Will? Uh, he's Captain America, yeah. I've seen most of these spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, if you don't see the movie on opening day, my Marvel releases new trailers to ruin things, to punish you. Yeah. I know. Because Giant Man was in the next trailer. Like, look, look what all your friends were talking about. <laughs> Stupid. Um, well, you will uh, enjoy, I think, the Sp- I w- Spider-Man in it. Cause I it wish is they the hadn't said anything. Version. How cool that you're just sitting there in the theater oh, and yeah, Spider-Man yeah. just shows up unbeknownst. Uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, you know, I don't know. There's so many in Hollywood. There's so many. There's so many rules and regulations. Know, yeah, like yeah, for yeah. all you know, like Sony's like, I'll give it to you, but you have to. Promote it in the trailer. Yeah, push it hard. You know, you never know how these meetings go. Yeah. You know, which sucks, but um, it is so good, man. His version of it yeah. as like a young kid, and and even like when they show where they live in Queens. I grew up in Queens, yeah. and it, and it is like a dirty little apartment, <laughs> and you've never seen that in cinematic version yeah. of Spider-Man before. It's small, it's cramped, and it's it's perfect. Yeah, you know everything about it. Like you really see the struggle. Yeah, I've realized after seeing that one that usually Spider-Man is always shown in like a two-story home. Yeah, I'm like, it is much more convenient if he lives in a tall building. (laughs) He is Spider-Man after all. Right. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, I'm just looking at like the real estate of like you know all these other versions of Spider-Man. I'm like, how is Aunt May affording this house in Queens? I know for a fact that's like a four million dollar (laughs) house. It's ridiculous. I will say, uh, my buddy John went and saw it. And uh, he's a nerd, but he apparently had not been paying attention. So he went and saw, and he was like, oh, my God, Iron Man's in this movie? This is going to be great. <laughs> and that was just him the entire film. It's right. like, Paul Rudd's in this? Is he a superhero? <laughs> it's like, oh, man, to have that innocence going in. Yeah, that wide-eyed wonder. That's that's amazing. <laughs> I will say I forgot Hawkeye was in the movie. So when he showed up, I was like, yeah. Yeah. Hawkeye's here. Hey, it wasn't in the last Captain America movie. Yeah. So that was, was super relevant to him. <laughs> uh, so I think that's going to cover what we're watching for all of us. Fine. We did all <laughs> talk about it. So I'll just I'll keep it uh, on uh, Charles. Uh, what's, what you reading? You read anything good? I am currently, obs- I don't know if anybody really um, is going to know too much about this, but are you guys familiar with the Valiant run right now? Valiant Comics? No. It depends on what you're reading. Are you reading so, Exo Man of War? Um, I'm, that's next on my list. I've been reading Rai, R-A-I, I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, I've been reading 4001 AD, which is uh, a fairly newer title. Okay. And then um, I was reading Eternal Warrior, 
and um, Ivar Time Walker. They're, they're, it's amazing. And Harbinger Wars, um, what they're doing right now is great because the universe is unmuddled right now. It's okay. still a fresh universe that they're creating. So you don't have offshoots, unnecessary mm-hmm. offshoots. You don't have like you go X Men, yeah. then the uncanny X Men. Like yeah. like you know, you like you're you can We're going follow to Earth it. Two forty three. Yeah, like parallel universes, you know, like and all that stuff. That's what turned me off when I was a kid. Like yeah. I thought I was a really good collector as a kid of collecting X Men and then I just happened to look down on one of the shelves. I'm like, there's another freaking run of X Men going <laughs> yeah. on right now I had no idea about, you know? So um as of right now, they're they're still intact. Their their credibility is you know so pretty yeah. tight, and their stories are pretty incredible. And they they're like well connected. Um, it's it's a blast. I'd really recommend um reading what's going on in Valiant right now. Um, I think Valiant's the other it's always like a free comic book day comic I pick up. Yeah. I'm like, look at all this good stuff. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, good time. <laughs> they um, I think they had like a run in the '90s. Um, they were real. I, I I read a bunch of back issues, and they were tight, man. They were so good. And then, I, I, God forbid, the claim ever comes after me, like they like I'll, I'll lose a job if uh, trying to like get them to produce something. But a claim took over Valiant at one point, okay, and it was awful. It was like you know, like the stories took such a dive, and the artwork took a dive, and um, we're here to ruin stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, they were doing cross promotions. All of a sudden, like uh uh. Like their characters were tangling with like Turok Dinosaur Hunter because they they, they could <laughs> make a gonna, video game out of that. We're gonna relive this. <laughs> <laughs> so so like it, it got weird really yeah. quick, and then um and then they went uh, silent for a long time, and then I guess since 2014 they've been having a run at it, and uh, yeah, I think they're picking up steam. It's some good it stuff. Came man. back strong. Yeah, yeah, really good stuff. Uh, besides that, I've been reading, uh, doubling back in some old Stephen King books. Yeah. Um, Reading Salem's Lot right now, which is, uh, it holds up. It's really good, man. Um, and then, uh, besides that, I just picked up Rebirth. Okay. Um, the first, I can't even call it a trade. It's, uh, it's a thick comic book. Have you guys read it or no? No, not yet. No, not yet. I saw it being shoved around Wizard World. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they were whoring that thing out. That and Civil War 2. They're like, look at this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's so apparent that Civil War II was a rebuttal to Rebirth. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, but, uh, you know, Rebirth is pretty good. Like, at this point right now, they're saying, like, uh, Watchmen is officially part of the DC universe. So yeah, those characters think... can tangle now. Yeah, you know? I wasn't a fan yeah, of that. I don't that like idea. that at all. It... Doesn't that ruin the point of Watchmen? Just, just, yeah. just that Hell pitch right furious. there. You're right. Like, I was a little like, I'm not feeling this, but... Imagine, um, uh, is it Dr. Manhattan? Yep. Yes. D- Dr. Manhattan intermingling in the Flashpoint um, saga. So it's it's too early yet to tell if they're going to drop the ball on this thing, but as of right now, Rebirth 1, it's not bad. I'm interested in I'm seeing where they go with it. Um, it's, I don't know. I, from what I was told, it's an apology for their for their movies. At this point. See, the, I, I have a huge issue with all of that. <laughs> Just because, like, if you... Dr. Manhattan breaks superheroes. Like, that's... He is too powerful. He's supposed to that, be an overpowered superhero. Yeah, that, like, the other superheroes kind of, like, seem silly and unnecessary next to him. Right. So, like, to be like, now he's in the same universe as Batman. It's like, Batman... No, Batman would have had a list on how to kill him already. 
Right. And, and yeah, that's the whole point is that there's a part in Watchmen where he saves the Waynes. I am. Um, <laughs> what if? Uh, let me propose this idea. What if? They're like, our universe is muddled right now. There's too much going on. Like, we have all these weird storylines. How the hell do we reboot this thing? Who could reboot it for us? You said you have the, the superhero killer, Dr. Manhattan, yeah. in a sense. So, like, essentially, like, that guy can come in and just clean house but they nev- and then start No, they over. never do that because I was super excited in Civil War because I, I was just starting to get back into comic books. I was like, who are all these people? Right. No one could possibly care. Oh, there's a big superhero war. They'll kill them all. Right. No, we'll kill Giant Man, <laughs> and uh, that's it. There you go. Punisher took out a few. <laughs> Yet we killed some villains, who I'm, then were just back. I, I completely agree with you. I'm, I'm curious to see how brave they are with this, and if they just really go for it, you know? I, I'm always skeptical. I just... Comics have burned me so many times. Yeah, it's been it's been a rough ride for most fans, like with the DC and Marvel <laughs> universe. Like they they they're insulting in certain ways. Just stick to Dark Horse. Th- yeah. There's a really Hellboy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Hellboy's awesome. Oh, right? it's the best. Uh, our buddy Trailer Drake actually did this big thing that it's important to keep Watchmen out of the other universes because he liked the idea that the comedian is Joker in an alternate timeline where things went better for him. He's okay. still not great. All right. Things still went better for him. Right, right, yeah, right. I can make that. Yeah, I can make that. That's not, that's not too bad. That's yes. not too bad. I'd rather have that head cannon than a terrible actual cannon. But they're right. they're all allegories for trope superhero characters. Like it doesn't work. Yeah. When you bring them into the trope superhero world, uh, I don't like. Right. It. I I imagine Alan Moore is and just I don't like you white knuckled angry <laughs> right now. Yeah. Yeah, when Alan Moore sends the wrath of Quetzalcoatl upon DC <laughs> yeah. Comics. Oh, my God. I would love to just hear that guy go off, you know? You can. Um, you can. Yeah. Just Google it. Is, <laughs> he, is, he, doing, is he doing it? I oh, didn't know that it was. Yeah. He's a crazy person. I bet you could get his phone number. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm and unprompted, so... he will talk about South American serpent gods. <laughs> really? Oh, Providence? Are you talking about his new series? No, he oh. legitimately will talk Quetzalcoatl. Yeah, he, he oh, actually worships. He, like, yeah, he believes. Yeah, an Aztec serpent god. So he's legit. Like my hero's a crazy person. Is what you're telling yeah. me. Yeah, you know he could prove us all wrong though. So yeah. I don't want to say crazy. <laughs> yeah, when Quetzalcoatl comes back, we're gonna look he's really not, silly. <laughs> not any more crazy than a really religious <laughs> Christian. So yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. Well, isn't his new book Providence? Doesn't it uh, deal with like the like the demons and and like the uh, the folklore of um, H.P. Lovecraft, like all that stuff? I assume I that, that, like, he's... I don't that's, know. That's he's certainly game. well-versed in it, yeah. yeah. I, I gave up on Alan Moore after Necronomicon oh, yeah. or whatever. That, or ne- what the heck was that called? I Neo- Neonomicon. Neonomicon. I, was like, I haven't oh. read that one. Oh, Ooh, that one yeah. was rough. Yeah. yeah? Okay, I'll stay away from that one. Yeah. Um, he doesn't like women a whole lot sometimes. <laughs> no? Yeah, yeah. he's got a huge problem with uh, another gender. <laughs> <laughs> this guy sounds like a good dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's... Oh, yeah. Yeah, you ever read League of Extraordinary but, Gentlemen? But Watchmen's oh, good. Oh, yeah, there's, uh, yeah. Have you ever seen, do you remember, you know that scene with, uh, um, when Jekyll grabs the Invisible Man? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. That that's when I stopped reading scene. it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was, I remember having this conversation. He was like, so League of Extraordinary Gentlemen was real good. Then Alan Moore grabbed it and murdered the Invisible Man in the most oh, man. horrible In's, way possible. Yeah. And oh, now we're man. done. Yeah. Oh, my God. I can only, <laughs> that, that, that is a horrifying scene. <laughs> Because I just imagine people being like, Alan Moore's going to write an issue. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, I can't wait to read. No. Yeah. We had a plot that we were going to do with it. Ooh. Right. No, he's definitely dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time, but essentially, 
I mean, Statue of Limitations is probably up on this spoiler. He he rapes him to death. To death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really was hoping you weren't going to say it, <laughs> which you did. So, I know, but like, but yes. we, we have dodged it enough that our audience, I'm sure, was confused. Yeah, and so there's not Google like it. a clever way to say. Yeah, it. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, yeah, I'm that little, it, no. I'm a little blunt That's sometimes, but yeah, like uh, he essentially took uh, like one of the, my childhood favorites and and. Li- yeah, literally. Metaphorically and, and no, literally, he literally. wrote it down. Yeah. Yes, yes, it was a literal book. <laughs> <laughs> he raped him to death. Okay, cool. Um, so, so I, uh, yeah, I've been um, reading uh, those. I just reread Killing Joke. I've oh, yeah. read it many times, but I'm, I'm, I'm stoked about the uh, the flick that's coming I'm out. I'm excited for it as well. Um, like the voice actors bringing them all back, I think yeah. you know that that's pretty. It's pretty cool. Like yeah, it, it's exciting. You could tell that they're they're pandering it to the to the fans. But um, the the one thing that is a little uh, disappointing, if you compare the artwork, the original artwork, uh, what's the guy's name? Um, oh, oh that's a killing joke. Yeah, uh, he's a he's I a legend, man. Know this. He's a legend. Um. But you compare his artwork to like you know like the old school Batman animated series, and and it's just not even close. Mm. Like you're gonna lose a little something. Yeah, you know? it's gonna be tough. Um, but I'm still excited for it. Yeah, I'm pretty stoked. Yeah, uh, and uh, well, that brings us to playing. Are you yeah. playing anything good? <laughs> um, I am not a good nerd in that sense. No, I don't play video games, man. No, I, no I, video I... games, no board games, no gambling debts. Uh, drifting anybody? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wish uh, I wish I can contribute on this part, but no, man. I mean, like, I'm old school Mario Kart. That's that's about oh, that's it, dude. Fine. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. yeah, that's that's about it, man. Uh, my downtime is spent reading, writing, and uh, binge watching Netflix at this point in my life. Yeah. Well, that's fine because we're gonna play a game right now. So how about All right. that? Uh, Let's do it. Real quick, plus two comedy anecdote. Uh, I was at Wizard World uh, this weekend, and they had mystery boxes for sale. <laughs> And I was like, ooh, I'm getting me one of these mystery boxes. It promised to have six items in it. And I bought one. I opened it up. And inside were six plus two comedy prizes. Here's prize number one from the mystery box. Uh, this is a Walker Merle bobblehead from The Walking Dead. Oh. That is what we're putting up this week. Uh, Charles, did you bring a prize? Did I bring a prize? Yes. Uh, I brought copies of my book. Fantastic. Put them down. Nice. Put them down in the pot. Those look awesome. Thanks, buddy. Uh, now, to play host versus guest versus audience, we need an audience member to play, but they need to bring a prize for us to win since we put up these great prizes. What did you guys bring uh, this week? Oh, no, you guys are just searching <laughs> around panicked. Oh, we have we have Crossfire the Beginning, a single-issue comic. Any other takers? Any other takers? All right, I guess it's the single issue that wins. Come on up here. Come on up and turn your microphone on. Hello. Oh, you're a little bit hot. Let me turn that down. Uh, introduce yourself, please. Hi, I'm Laura. Hi, Laura. Welcome back on the show. We're going to play a brand new game here on the Plus Two Comedy Podcast. Uh, we're going to play a game called Smoosh. Smoosh. Uh, basically, I'm going to give you a key phrase, and the answer to every question will be smooshed with this key phrase. So the key phrase will be Boy Zero, since it's the fantastic comic book. And uh, every answer will blend some way into Boy Zero. So if I were to say uh, a really good friend and sidekick to Superman, it would be Super Boy Zero. 
Okay, all right. Or it's like, there's absolutely no chance of that happening. That would be boy 0%. So nice. if you go on either side, it's an example question. It wasn't that good. Right. Don't no, make that face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, and to make this extra confusing, if you don't know the answer, you can dare one of your other competitors to answer it. And if they get it wrong, you'll get a point. But if they get it right, they'll get two points. So, use strategy. Uh, So, Laura, I have a total of 12 questions. Which one would you like? Nine. Question number nine. uh, Video game known more for its bad translation than its gameplay. Video game known more for its bad translation than its gameplay. I dare Will to do this. Will, do you know the name of the video game? That's known more for its bad translation than its gameplay. Ah, uh, I think I might. Like, there are no double dares or physical yeah, challenge know, in this game. No, no, no answer at all. No. Uh, we were looking for boy zero wing. Zero wing. That's exactly zero. what I was trying to think of. Nice, nice. Woo, strategy. So that's a point for Laura. Can we go into the negative? Strategic Is that possible? Not knowing. No, there's no taking points. Okay, yeah. we're going to be very. Very civil about this. You'll get an F plus. (laughs) Charles, which question would you like? I don't want to flip this table over. (laughs) Which question would you like? Uh, I'll take number three. Number three. Uh, The Super Smash Brothers character that that debuted in Super Smash Brothers Brawl. Oh, man. (laughs) Oh, man. My weakness, video games, that which I know nothing about. Um, We got two of them back to back, too. (laughs) You can answer, you can dare. Um... Are you playing the game, or are you the no, announcer? No, no, I have all the answers. In oh, okay. <laughs> so you can dare yeah, that, I guess Laura. that would be uh, that would be cheating. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna dare Will to do this one again. Will, Will, no one believes you know anything. <laughs> no, and I don't. You don't know? <laughs> yeah, can Frank just answer? For no, me? no, he's not playing. He should have brought a prize he if you want to answer these questions. Oh, I think I actually knew this one. That would, uh, if you knew it, then. Yeah, I Charles tried. has good strategy. Yeah, I chose the, I chose the challenge perfectly. You're making the show look bad, Will. I know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that would be Boy Zero Suit Samus. Yes, I knew it. Great. Uh, so Wish I'd known it when it was a question I actually had. <laughs> Charles. Uh, Will, I need you to pick a question. I don't want to. You have to. One. Question one. A radioactive man sidekick. Oh, uh, Fallout Boy Zero. Fallout Boy Zero is correct. Why couldn't they all be nice. Simpsons questions? Because <laughs> it makes the game more fun. All right, no, so not for me. All right, so everyone's got one question and everybody's got one point. So this is going really well. Uh, Laura, pick a number. Four? Uh, number four. four. Uh, the WWE tag team known for the tables match. Oh, Dudley Boy Zero. Dudley Boy Zero is correct. Oh, nice. Another point. You, you're yeah, making just, me watch this. Paid I just off said Hardy once. Boy Zero. <laughs> that would have been, been so wrong. wrong. Uh, so, Charles, what, what number you, would you like? I'm going to go for number 12. Number 12, all the way at the end. Yeah, flip that page. <laughs> uh, the Australian Animated Video Game Review Show. Uh, have, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, there are so many other easier questions you could have picked, oh, but you went man. with 12. The, uh, the Australian the Austra- Animated Video Game Review Show. Oh, my could, God. You can dare Will. Laura. Laura. Koala Boy Zero. It Nailed is not it. Koala Boy Zero. <laughs> it's a fantastic guess. We were looking for Boy Zero punctuation. Mm-hmm. Boy Zero Kangaroo punctuation. Boy Zero. Guys, I knew that one. <laughs> Will, which question would you like? Uh, seven? Number seven. seven. Uh, 
hit song by the Andrew Sisters. Hmm. That's probably a band. <laughs> they did have a hit song. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to challenge Charles. Charles. Hit song by the Andrews Sisters? The Andrews Sisters. Um, I, I'm going to pass. I don't know. I don't even know who those people are. Oh, I was looking for the Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy Zero. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that is that is a dated question. So. Yes, it is. <laughs> All right, so everybody's got two points. This game might end in a three-way tie. Yay. Uh, Laura, pick a number. Uh, seven? Is seven still? Uh, number seven was done, so I'm going to knock you down to eight. Okay. Uh, what Alex J. Murphy is turned into? <laughs> I'm sorry? What Alex J. Murphy is turned into? I, I for some reason, wrote Murby in the question, but I'm pretty sure it's Murphy. Alex Murby. Um, I challenge Will. Will. Because I keep thinking of Alex Keaton, and I know that's not right. Will's staring off into the distance, contemplating the question. <laughs> no, <family>. don't. <laughs> family tie zero. Sweat running down his forehead into his eyes. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, we were looking for Boy Zero Robocop. Boy Z Robocop. That's full. Wait, what was pull? the question again? Yeah, what was that I question knew Alex again? Murphy became RoboCop, but I was like, "That's not an a- that doesn't end in Boy Zero." Yeah, Robo-Cop. I know what you're doing, and I hate you. <laughs> uh, P.S. RoboCop is my favorite movie of all time, <laughs> and that's a true fact about. Oh, me. I picked well, making Will do it's it. That. I should have known that, but it doesn't make sense. <laughs> I said it was smooshed. I didn't say it had to be a word. It's still it's that's the best smoosh I wrote in my opinion. Smoosh, Boise Robo. Well, then I'm gonna get more mad. <laughs> uh, Charles, did you pick a question? Um, I don't think we did eleven, did we? Uh, we did not do eleven. All right. Uh, the subtitle to the next Star Wars film. Uh, subtitle of the next Star Wars film. Uh, they released that information already? No. Yes, it did. Oh. Mm-hmm. It's coming out in November, Christmas time, Christmas ish. Oh, um. Oh, 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 I'm, okay. Yeah, All right, you almost got dumb, me on right? that one. <laughs> you almost got me on that one. Um, uh, so, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, well, I, he knows it, but it hurts his brain. No, I'm, just, I'm trying to wrap my mind around the around the words. Is it a uh, 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 rogue boy zero one <laughs> rogue one zero boy? <laughs> I just had um, an aneurysm. My 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 I, yeah, eyes Boy zero boy. I can't give you credit boy for that. Oh, God. We were looking for boy zero rogue one. <laughs> Oh my god, that's, that doesn't come off the tongue naturally. Uh, I, I lost the point. Yeah. I was, so, Will, I need you to pick a question. Uh, ten. Uh, number ten. Uh, Adam Sandler and uh, Andy Samberg film. Frank should have brought a prize. He's known everything. If, if Frank is killing this game from the crowd. Oh, is this? Is it Grandma's Boy Zero? It is not. I was uh, looking for that's my boy zero, which means with, wrong with Sandler with three points, 
Laura is our winner. Hooray! Congrats. Nobody clapped. I'm sorry. Yeah, there's a clap. I thought you had sound effects. I thought you were going to do that. We do. We edit them in later. Goodbye. Thank you, Laura. We got to get any. We got to get out of here. Charles, anything you want to plug? Um, yeah, I do a, um, uh, a very small, humble podcast, but it's fun. It's called, um, This Week in Film Podcast, uh, with a couple of my buddies. Uh, we just review flicks. Um, it's a good time. You guys should check it out. Also, Boy Zero, which is available on Amazon.com, and then, uh, Comixology, Drive Through, um, Comics, Caliber Comics, um, and keep an eye out for Filthy Godless Heathens, which is going to be coming out soon. Excellent. <laughs> Be sure to check the links below for all that information. Uh, Will, anything you would like to add? Boy, Rogue Boy Zero one. <laughs> <laughs> Upcoming shows include, uh, on the 13th, we are going to have the creators of the Collingswood Escape the Room. So oh, we'll nice. have the creators of an Escape the Room here. That should be very interesting. On the 20th, we are going to have the host of Comic Trips, the YouTube show Comic Trips. And then on the 27th, uh, podcaster and DJ Mixmaster B will be on the show. Be sure to give us five stars on iTunes, five stars on Stitcher. Vote for us on PodcastLine.com. Make us the podcast of the month. You can also listen to us every Friday on Wildfire Radio. And as always, we would like to thank Ben Affleck for making the show possible and running over Will with a forklift. This has been the Plus Two Comedy Podcast. Thank you guys so much.